can I say? Oh, you got like your you got personal notes. I got personal notes. I always have personal notes for cannabis and Chardonnay because that's what I love to do. Because I don't see the doc updated, but I see you typing. Yeah, well, no, I because ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us tonight for cannabis and Chardonnay. It's your girl Sin. Stylist. We have a stranger <laughs> in the house. It took a while to figure. No. We got outrageous back in the building. Outrageous. Hey, hey, hey. Where you been, girl? Girl. <laughs> she said, I got wrote a song about it. Like to hear it. Here it go. Here it go. Oh, <laughs> would you like to hear it? I'll give you a couple of bars of it. Here it go. Because a lot has been going on. Uh -huh. and, um, so this is from a compilation that I am helping with about cleaning up. But it's about a scene, a violent scene. So here it goes. Okay. Um, bitches claim to be queens. But you hoes is liars. I get the first jump, bitch. I'm God no how your first rule. Watch what you say, cause I ain't really in the world playing trumpet, step a gun, play scraping pots like a DJ, fiends by the speedway. Woo, she still got it. Motherfuckers act like they forgot it. Pistol in my pocket, better change the motherfucking topic. Or I'ma pour another gin and tonic. Might have to spark it. And one of y'all niggas is the target. Monster gotta pull him out the closet. This ain't a scary movie. None of that tough shit move me. Boy, I'm a motherfucking goonie. Nine know the Uzi. 22 rested in my boobies. All y'all bitches, it's a I fuck with Solo Lucci, used to do a whole lot of shit. So fuck a pussy nigga in his click. My team sick, that's behind the wall on the brick. Y'all know who I came with, this is 700 shit. Way before I ever wrote a dick. Way before I had a set of tips. So, Woo! <laughs> I liked. <laughs> Y'all don't even know. Y'all don't even know. Outrageousdocsandquestions.com. Creative Bully, where you been this week, man? <laughs> You know me everywhere. You never there. Yeah. I know. <laughs> no, I am there. I follow you on all your social media sites. I like in your comments. I engage. Oh, okay. I okay. Feel like I'm already there in your life every day. <laughs> and we got Stylus in the building. He's coming on through. Stylus, where you at, man? Where you right. at, man? Where you at, Stylus? I'm back from the yeah. dead. Hey. I have risen. <laughs> I like Jesus. I am legend. I love the flow. I love the flow. When can I hear that? Is that going to be on the record? Where, what's me. happening? It actually is. And you know what? I'm actually going to need you guys to mix down some stuff for me. Okay. And edit a few things for me. I have to get it to you. Okay. Okay. It's going to be. And you know what? No. You guys might want to put some music on this thing. On what thing? We do. We have music sometimes. I'm going to send you a... I told you I've been into a lot. I'm going to send you guys some stuff. For sure. Updates. Updates, you know. I'm already, I'm, I've been, I've been uh, super creative. Uh, even after the fact that I'm still in campaign mode for the new album. Um, so I'm, I'm... The juices are flowing. Yeah, man. You know? Okay. And One minute I'm editing a, a, a movie. The next minute I'm editing podcasts. The next minute I'm mixing I've been working records. on a lot of wedding stuff. Lots of wedding stuff. So <laughs> before we get into all that good stuff, let's just welcome our listeners and let's welcome our viewers to Cannabis and Chardonnay. You're joining your favorite host. And today we're talking about all your favorite hottest topics in the news. And... Um, I just think that there's so much going on that we deserve to get a little ratchet this episode. Um, so roll up your favorite strand because we sure have and pour your favorite glass. Creative, what you sipping on today? You got vitamin water, you got some Voss. What you, what you sipping on? I left, I left my water downstairs. What? <laughs> We're smoking on Khalifa Kush, by the way. Khalifa K Kush. K. <laughs> yes. Outrageous what you sipping the smoking on today. This is ginger ale. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Ginger ale or champagne. Mm. No, that's ginger ale. Mm. But I'm smoking on. 
this is a beautiful lemon haze. Ooh, I see that we you got, got that your weed jar. Sweet. Yes, <laughs> I do. It started out with strawberry bubblegum, but that's gone. <laughs> Ooh, how was strawberry bubblegum? It was actually pretty nice. It was great. But you know what was even better than that? Mm. L.A. cheese. Yeah. Mm. L.A. cheese. And I've actually been looking for seeds for that. Because that's a sativa, nice. too. Um, I loved it. And so you know, I but I love that. I love it. Shout out to everyone joining us. If you want to know how to subscribe, visit cannabisandchardonnay.com. I always list the strands that we're smoking there. And if you enjoy the show every week, you can always join our memberships at cannabisandchardonnay.com. Continue to support us because we can't do this without you. There's no message without a listener. So like Pokemon, gotta catch them all. <laughs> catch all the episodes. Exactly. Today <laughs> is a milestone. We're episode 29. We're one way from the milestone of episode 30. I told you guys the 30th episode was going to be a really special announcement. We're doing so much great things because of your support. So I can't wait to just like unveil all the greatness. So can I just talk about how Las Vegas has been infiltrated by something yet again in the month of October. Shout out to all the survivors who experienced the, the massacre last year. It is one year um, since the massacre happened. So Vegas is still strong, but it seems like Vegas is still drawing fuckery in the month of October. And I don't know if it's because Halloween is coming up. So all kinds of crazy shit is starting to happen. But let's just say this. My dog is really happy. <laughs> he's, he's like running around because he's excited about life. So let's just say this. There's so much going on right now in Vegas. You know, we just celebrated that Vegas strong stuff. And then now we have the Conor McGregor fight taking shine once again, making things difficult in Vegas, especially in the fighting realm. Conor McGregor got into a fight. Creative, did you hear about that? Yep. What's the skippy? I'm not really into Conor McGregor like that, but I know he's a shit talker and then he lost the fight and then the guy who won the fight like jumped over, like what happened? Well, Conor McGregor is like the Mayweather of UFC. Okay. No. Yes, he is. Okay. <laughs> I'm learning. But, but he's defeated. Mayweather isn't. Yeah, Mayweather cherry picks his fights though. We ain't gonna get into that. Hey, 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 McGreg hey, McGregor hey, takes on hey, anybody. Hey, the McGregor takes on the baddest that. and the biggest. When, when they the baddest and the biggest. Yeah. <laughs> so this time he ran into he ran into somebody that was a monster. And um he said a lot of things. Now Khabib was really mad because a lot of people don't know Khabib is tied in with like uh mafia and killers and uh like the people that's paying him money, they're like doing a lot of bad things. They're like untouchable in Russia. So that's what McGregor, like if you go back and listen to the uh, fights, I mean, the interviews before the fights, those were the names he was calling out. Like wow. you're taking money from him and him and this and that. And um, they didn't like that. Wow. So, you know, about the call after the fight, right? No, what? Well, I didn't hear about the call. Putin gave him a call. Oh, word? Yeah, and congratulated him. Oh, yeah. He's tied in with all them. Yes, so. Um, yeah, after the fight, my man Khabib jumped out the over the top ring and went into the crowd to fight McGregor's people. Why? And, um, because it was a lot of bad blood there. Like before the fight, it was like Khabib met up with uh, one of McGregor's uh, friends and slapped him up. And then McGregor, <laughs> <laughs> McGregor threw a chair. Yeah, he ran up on the bus that Khabib was on and threw like something through the glass and uh MMA fighters got hurt. So it was like a bunch of build up. Shouldn't there be rules that like that ban them from isn't that like antagonizing someone? Like shouldn't there be rules of antagonization antagonization? That's what you're talking <laughs> politics because in the political world like in battle rap, you know in battle rap they sign waivers and they mm. sign contracts because people like me who are very <laughs> <laughs> You mad because I'm styling on you. Like, you. 
Just like, I'll smack a bitch real fast. No, I said, battle rap is very aggressive. You know that. And like, you know, I say anything. And those contracts are designed for people like me that might get hit for some of the shit that they say. And I have had a few fights after a battle rap. Like, because you can't fight there. It has to be, you know, everything goes. And that's why they make you shake. Like at the beginning of the fight, you shake. After the fight, you shake again. Because yeah. rules of engagement. Yeah, the, and before a fight, a lot of shit gets talked. They make them sign a contract. So there's a waiver. Well, these guys sign contracts, but we don't really know, like the viewers don't really know what's in their contract as far as that control is concerned. No, but they, well, I know like for certain things, it's like a, a no, no contact clause. Mm. You can't hit anybody. Yeah. Like, you can't, like, I know like in boxing, there's yeah. certain things you can't do, right? But in yeah. UFC, it's like dirty fights. Creative, you know Mixed this story arts. more than any of us. Like, what's the real Skippy? Like, why is this such a, like, oh my God. Remember when Mike Tyson bit off Evander Holyfield's ear and everybody was like, oh my God. So yeah. is this kind of like what that it was for the boxing world? Time is this kind of like that. that for the UFC world? You Yeah, UFC world? Like, to me, it's not really a big deal because every big fight, people talk, things happen, it's entertainment, and that's better promotion. So people act like, oh, it's, it's disrespectful. You you watch, you paid to watch two people beat each other's brains out. And you're talking about something being disrespectful. Like, exactly. This is and they paid their phone services to watch all the gossip throughout the week just to get yeah. So it's funny how people switch up when trying to get on that high horse after something happened. But to me, that hey, that's all fair love and war. Like, I wish I was in the front row. Yeah, I would have been throwing a couple of bunches. Like, when I'm writing Ooh. and getting ready... I get ready. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> you never know what they're going to say. That's like, you never know what they're doing when they're training. They yep. got, you know what I mean? They got a regimen. Yeah. They go by. They stick to that. That's how they train. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's the same with anything. And they all doing something different because somebody else is training them. They got a different technique. They got a different style. You look at the Asians. Watch the karate movies. They moving different. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They got, everybody has their different style of kung fu. So they're fighting. Yeah. But did you dirty. did you hear about it. you heard did you know who threw the punches or who jumped in the ring to, yeah. to attack Conor McGregor was from Khabib's camp because yeah. he had already out jumped and, and he jumped out of there and they caught a selfie of Drake's face when he hopped up <laughs> the cage after Drake was talking shit behind the cage. It was really hilarious. They they posting all types of memes. My thing is like. The dude you said jumped in the thing. Mm -hmm. And I heard the press conference when the young man, Khabib, he said the reason why he had to adjust this, they were like, why did you do this? You just won. Like, you just beat this guy fair and square. You showed that you were more action, less talk. Conor McGregor, his ways are sneaky and conniving. People know that. He's done that in a lot of his fights. He antagonizes his opponent. Why did you jump over and, and, and jeopardize that moment? And he said, you know what? I just, I was fed up because during the fight, he was, his manager was talking to me as I'm winning. His manager was talking to me before the fight. <laughs> there were certain things. And I just felt like I had enough. Like, I, I don't care about this He was like, I misrepresented myself and it's not the best side of me. Excuse me, I'm human. But what I don't, there comes a time in everybody's life where you have to adjust the bullshit. And it's like, I think that's what we're seeing mm -hmm. worldwide when you see Nicki Minaj and Cardi B fighting each other, where you see mm -hmm. Azalea Banks lashing out with all these different A-list celebrities that she's encountering. She's lashing out. It's like, people are getting fed up. And should we have a standard that we hold people in these positions? Like, dude, when you win a fight and you're getting paid millions of dollars, you don't have the liberty to react like a normal human being would. Should we start holding our celebrities and our athletes or our whatever to those standards? Because I'm like, why does this have to be news? Why do I have to see about this shit on a day-to-day -day basis, especially if nobody really got hurt? If anything, they're just finding a new way to tax people. Cause he was like, well, there's gonna be fines. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. his passport may be jeopardized. Fuck not, it's, no it's not. Cause if it's gonna bring money into both countries' economies, you're gonna yeah. make sure it works. Am I right, yeah. Karina? What do you think yeah. about it? 
Yeah, it's just it's just um the build up for the next fight and they loving it. Like they in front of the camera they saying that, but behind yeah. the scenes they high five and like, "Ooh, this is what we needed." And from from a different perspective, like I'm starting to look at it like, okay, as a business, as an entity such as the UFC, now that a situation like this has taken place cuz I don't know if it's ever taken place in the history of UFC. Mm -hmm. That is a, a loophole that can allow new laws and new security to increase because, yes. you know, now yeah. they know that there are moments where it could get chaotic and the people could get involved. So it's just another crackdown uh, scenario for me, too. Because Dana White was in Khabib's comments on Instagram joking uh, just today. So what did yeah. he say? Um, Khabib posted a picture standing in front of Dana White's car with the belt. And he was like, you better be glad you gave me the belt or else I'm going to smash your car up. Oh. And then Dana and White was in the comments like, I'm going to tell your father. And he was laughing. That's funny you said that because, you know, while he's doing that, on the other hand, Conor McGregor is already talking about a rematch. Yeah. Which commentators were saying there's not going to be a rematch. But at the end of the day, I mean, we have presidents we don't expect. We have people doing things we didn't expect. So who's to say? I mean, Mayweather even mentioned a rematch versus Pacquiao a couple months ago. Yeah, I was just yeah. about to say that they're always talking about rematches. And I'm just like, they can't retire from money. I know, right? It's too easy. You know, unless it's in a family for a long time. You can't retire from money. It's Until yeah, you die, at least. Yeah. It's too easy, man. It's like, just the people are so into it, and it gets people so riled up that these people, are, these celebrities are like, yo, this money is so easy. they just behind the scenes, just like the politicians, Democrat, yeah. Democrats, Republicans, they all laughing. Like, it's just too easy. Sometimes I hope, I hope, sometimes I wonder, it's funny you say that creative, because today, right, in my morning meditation, I had a thought, right? Mm-hmm. But meditation involved temptation. Not that we would not be tempted, but when we are tempted to recognize it mm -hmm. and choose the strength that you have to resist it, right? Mm -hmm. That being said, maybe money is a temptation for some people, right? They mm -hmm. get enough, but they still feel like enough is not enough. So they're willing to do any and everything to get it, right? Right. And even when you're operating with those upper, um, those upper echelon people, there's a way in which you have to conduct yourself. My husband and I, we were having a conversation the other day and we were talking about every person's desire, right? Mm -hmm. In terms of what you want in your career. Everyone wants to reach that level in their career where they have an opportunity to make the most money that they've ever made in their own, in their whole entire life, right? Mm -hmm. But you have to wonder, once you get allowed, once you're allowed into that club and you start interacting with other people and they're putting you through the different tests to see if you can sustain the wealth that you're gonna be given because ultimately it's their wealth and you're just a steward. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, they're testing you. So I thought today in, in my meditation, hmm, I maybe need to stop praying about the success of it all and pray more for the discernment of what that's gonna look like when I do have that kind of money. What things am I gonna have to sacrifice in terms of morale? People keep talking about Kanye West, right? Mm -hmm. He went on Saturday Night Live and he said what he puts on that mag, MAGA hat, he, it's his super cape, it's his cape. He feels like a Superman, like nothing he says is wrong. And then the next day, the president of the United States basically says that he's spearheading the way of how things should be done. Meaning like- He yeah, said he's the charge. He's the charge, which means basically, if you support anything that the president supports, anything you do and say will be backed up, even if it's wrong. Because mm -hmm. a lot of people were like, yo, Kanye didn't, he wasn't truthful. No one bullied him backstage, but no one knows but them, right? Who right. the two people who had that he had well, whoever he had he had that encounter with, they know it's true. So my whole thing is it's like, is Kanye interacting with these people because he's so far in that there's no turning back? And to maintain the lifestyle 
and the livelihood that he's built and now having children and having the most famous woman in the world be his wife, does he have to do certain things that he may not feel are right, but he's so programmed to do so to maintain the influence that he has? Could it be intoxicated? Could he be so programmed that he's scared to risk it all? Unlike, oh boy, he was like, fuck this moment. I'm climbing over and I'm whooping that ass. Fuck these millions, fuck these sponsors, fuck my opportunity to come back to Vegas. You've heard about it because once Kanye made his statements, he got an invitation to the White House. What did the news say today about the Well, Republic? just this morning, it was uh, in Twitter headlines, new uh, dash programming this Thursday, Trump and Kushner are both meeting with Kanye West. So yeah. they're actually meeting because Kanye West, as you know, and uh, Kim Kardashian West are heavily into the justice system right now. So he's going in to talk about um, overhauling, which is pretty much being a part of the repair of the justice system, mm -hmm. which is also, uh, which includes giving job opportunities for convicted felons, you yeah. know, to create some kind of uh, restoration, and then also to increase manufacturing jobs in Chicago uh, so that they could have more work. So that's all that they're discussing uh, currently in news heads. But, uh, you know, after Thursday, we'll hear some new things. But I found it interesting that, you know, he's having his opportunity in the White House and how he's going about it it seems like it's more for the people. It seems like it's more for the people because like say for instance, when Obama was in, mm -hmm. in the house, yes, Jay-Z was doing things. Obama called Kanye a jackass mostly, when he was in the house. But, but wait, <laughs> mostly when we heard about those it, moments with Jay-Z and Beyonce, it had to do with festivals and entertainment. It didn't yeah. have to do with Reform. Like, yeah, reform. Like, that's a big deal. So I'm like, him putting on that hat doesn't bother me because it's a hat. And the fact that it bothers people is an issue for me because it's a hat at the end of the day. Yeah. We, place, we place those interpretations and those feelings on what we see. It's like, oh, we watch a murder on TV. I don't want to watch that change that because it made us feel a certain way. Yeah. But what the Republicans are doing on the other hand, is a different thing. So mm -hmm. I think that red hat is actually a distraction uh, away from people wanting to do the research really into politics. Because there are some people who just see what they see about politics and don't do any research. And then they have all these feelings and trolling thoughts yep. and opinions. Mm. Ray, just what do you think? How do you feel about Kanye and what's been going on with him? They say he said he's off his meds. And people are like, you need to get on your meds. And I'm just kind of like, I don't necessarily think that there's anything wrong with what he's saying. I, okay. What do people think he said that was so bad? Well, start with the slavery comment and then forward to Saturday Night Live as the most recent. He mentioned he got bullied backstage because he wanted to wear the hat. And a, a Keenan, uh, is it Keenan Thompson? Or, yeah, uh, Keenan. Everybody who. Keenan, Saturday Night Live. And Ariana Grande's boyfriend or fiance, up. he also made Pete something. He also made a comment saying, like, hey, Kanye, like, dude, you could have. Everybody's like, dude, you could have kept your comments. And I think this is the problem with the world at large. Our world was formed from people who didn't keep quiet on certain things. And they were able to communicate to people and people at a certain time were able to use their critical thinking skills to agree or disagree, to join or not join. That's where the political system came from, right? Mm -hmm. I'm a Democrat, you're a Republican, I'm a conservative, you're an independent. But we Republicans started off Democrat. Uh, you well, let's know, not go to history yet. I'm not even talking about history. I'm not even going to history right now. I'm taking the, the division, the system of division. I'm talking about the system of division, right? Mm -hmm. So we've set up a system of division and people are not able to give their opinion. People are not positioned to agree to disagree, but we promote that. Agree to disagree, okay. coexist. But if I tell you how I feel, 
enough people can agree to disagree with me and then I'm ostracized and that's not right. That's not cool. I can agree to disagree with Kanye West, but I don't have to say like, hmm, what he said was not, what he said was indeed provocative. And that's what culture is built off of. Challenging thoughts. A lot of things that he says makes a lot of sense to me. I agree. Um, I agree. Whether he did or did not get bullied, whether he did or did not get bullied really doesn't mean shit to me. But what does is the fact that people don't want to hear some of the true shit that he's saying out of his mouth. Whether we like what he's saying or not doesn't even matter. But why we don't like it is because almost 60% of the shit that he's saying out of his mouth is the truth. And nobody can handle the shit that's Mm -hmm. coming out of his mouth. And who cares if he likes Trump or if he's a Trump supporter or a go fucking Trump rooter? Who really even cares about all of that? Because nobody can really tell you outside of the fact that they're not getting shit the way they want it, why they don't like Trump. But they still didn't even vote at all. The same people didn't vote at all. (laughs) The same people that are mad didn't vote at all. The reason why none of this shit bothers me is because I don't even fuck with these people. None of these laws were made for me. None of them were designed for me. And what I noticed about other races and people of other ethnic backgrounds, they don't even fuck with us. I'm not getting ready. I mean, I agree that people should vote because some people should. But do I? I don't give a fuck about voting. Did I think it looked cool? No, my vote didn't even fucking count. I'm in Massachusetts. Electoral college, people. Research that shit. Okay, so it's like that I, I feel him on a lot of the things that he's saying on top of the fact that all of the things that they want him to do a lot of us don't even follow them anyway. It doesn't even affect us. We've been fucking broke. We're getting broker. We're still going to survive because that's all the fuck we know how to do. And unless we decide to make a change for ourselves, we're not going to get any change. He's absolutely right about that. He's not saying it exactly the way I'm saying it, but that's what the fuck he's saying. So if he wants to put on his little red hat, I'm going to get one. I'll get a little red hat. Doesn't mean shit. Because I don't believe in shit anybody in the government has to fucking say. I'm not a radical. I just don't feel like it applies to me because they're not letting me utilize anything that they say is for the people. And I love your perspective and I respect it. And I'll tell you why. We have a culture where we have atheists and we have people who are believers who believe in in a higher being or God or Christ, right? And the, the argument that the atheist has is there's not enough evidence or facts to support what you believe in. Therefore, not fucking with it. Gonna use my own critical thinking skills. I'm gonna make my choice. No one questions their thought process, but when it comes to politics, people lose their minds sometimes, right? And so, I don't have to agree with it, but that doesn't mean that I have to not understand where they're coming from. Exactly, I think, and I think, I think that Christians I, can understand atheists for that reason. Atheists don't understand Christians because they're like, I don't get it. There's not enough fact. And Christians are like, listen. I believe in He's real for me. He's made a breakthrough in my life. Okay. Creative, what do you what do you believe in? Are you to any denomination or belief system? Yes, as far as religion? Yes. Um I'm I'm rocking with Jesus Christ right now, you know what I'm saying? Me too. Uh, I had some few. I had a few things in my life that only he could have made possible. Is my belief. So that's yeah. what I'm rocking with. And uh, and on the politics tip, like I just want to say, like outrageous was saying, like in the big scheme of things, it don't matter what they do until yeah. we get together in the community and help pull each other up. Nothing will change. Just like she said, we have to be the change. We are way more powerful than the government. They just some dudes in suits sitting up top. They not in the streets. We fought, right? Black people, we crazy. We fought to ride the fucking bus. Why? Mm -hmm. We should have let them niggas run and control their own bus system because they would have been begging us to ride their bus. Because if we didn't ride it, they would have no money. It's funny to say that because I had a conversation with my husband the other night and I said, hey, 
How is it that black people are the lowest income people, but they make up majority of the they taking it, they take it every the consumer market. <laughs> they take all their money and they put it back into the same slave handlers and they don't support yes. one another. We don't support each other as black people and we really need to support each other as black people. We used to I believe that we will again. You understand what I'm saying to you? I the do. same laws they created, they didn't change them because now slavery is abolished because it's not. Because we have to follow nope. those rules. Yep. What was the world based on? See, I hate getting into these hot topics with you. Because it all. <laughs> I fell out. Please continue. <laughs> the same thing. When we get back to it, it goes back to the government, it goes back to the politics, it goes back to the beginning of time when you have to think about who was running the country men in wigs. Men in wigs was running the country, right? Why are we celebrating the fourth of July? Can somebody in this group explain to me why we get up on July 4th and celebrate that? I don't. I sleep in. I can explain. And if it's a weekday, if I have to work, I work, but usually work, I don't have to do anything. So I'll just like sleep in or just eat some shit. That's it. Like every any independent creatives. What's up? Whose independence are they celebrating on July 4th? Because you know what happened? Do we know what happened on July 4th? Why they went to war? What they was fighting about? Yes, we do. Said, I don't know what you bitches is doing over there. <laughs> but it's not okay. I'm coming over there. See about you hoes. Because I know what you're doing over there is wrong. And that bitch came over here and she raised The queen mother. Like, the queen mother. Mother. She jumped on this good old soil. And came over here and showed her ass, and they had to fight to keep it, but it had nothing to do with us. So it I didn't have nothing to do with America, because America, America but I am not got money to come here to discover it from the queens, like Spain, all that. They had to get permission. So we all know, like you said, like America is New America, because it's New yes, England. It and we are not. Do you understand me, Americans? <laughs> but if we would like to be that, then we. As we so well please, you understand me, but I Indeed. know. What do you think they was doing? But this is what I'm saying. Like the whole world, they corrupted it and they sat us in the middle of it. Now we're born into it. We came born into a whole big shit part of corruption. It's a cesspool, right? And now they took us out. We was born in the middle of it and we jumped out, right? And now they're telling us which part we should stick our toe in, which part we should stick our hand in. Which part we should stick our ass in? You understand what I'm saying to you? <laughs> They're telling us which part of the cesspool is safe. And it's fucking none of it. It's none of it. Which We're segues into our next topic. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> They are, they're telling us what to do and what they're telling us to do is leading to nothing. It's just degrading our souls even further. Which brings me to this whole fame culture, right? this whole carrot in front of the horse, which is, don't you want to be known? You were born to be noticed. You were popular in high school. Mm -hmm. Don't you want it to continue? That's another mind frame, but I'm coming even from the point of they're putting these desires and these morals and these paradigms within us. And some people are manifesting them and it's breeding a culture of the cesspool that she yeah. speaks of. You have people encountering circumstances that change them into different people altogether. Yeah. And while they were going yeah. through their encounters in the cesspool, they were then infecting other people. So it's like this cesspool is a fucking venomous, dirty cycle where it's like each one make one awful, but we can turn it around. I want to introduce the next the next topic. We talk about R. Kelly a lot on the show. Mm -hmm. And it's because the black community idolizes him and the white community allows him to still have a voice and a platform. They've been muting him as of late and his victims have been coming out. And one of his victims, AKA ex-girlfriends, came out with a book <laughs> called Sex Me. Daddy's Little Freak, written mm. by Daddy's Little Girl, 
She went <laughs> under a pen name. She wrote the book anonymously, but she gave her side of her story. Wow. It's a 95 page book. And I read this shit in one day. Woo, Lord. How many pages? 95 pages. But it, I have to say, I read a lot of books, right? They say if you read a minimum of 50 to 58 books a year, that's equivalent to a master's degree, to receive a master's degree because of all the material that they give you. I read that. I read about 50 books in a year. And so that being acknowledged, I read this book in one day. 95 pages was nothing. That was like my day of blogs, reading right. blogs and shit. So I read this from sunup to sundown, I kid you not. And then today I looked over certain parts of the book that really stood out to me. And I was like, you know what? Why did this book capture me so much? And reading the book, the last chapter was my apologies. And she starts apologizing for those who would be offended by her story. I wanna talk about fame. I wanna talk about money. I wanna talk about the cesspool of degradation. And I'm not here to judge anybody. That is not my position. What I am here to say is that the world is an ocean. I've always looked at it as that. It's an ocean. And in the ocean, there are so many different bodies of water that connect into one living body of water. Can we all agree to that? Yep. Within that body of water, it's connected to different parts of the world. And, it, and with that comes exposure to other animals that have the strength to migrate. And, and, and sometimes you will encounter things in the ocean that you never knew existed and it will change your life. Reading this book, I felt that philosophy fleshed out. This girl was 16 years old when she met R. Kelly and she starts the book talking about how she was obsessed with him as a child. Dang. A child, a little girl. He's great. Imagine that. You're 16 and you have these fantasies, these vivid sexual fantasies about an older man and then you seek your family member on how to capture this man and your family member gives you the tools and creates the opportunity for this to transpire because of this man's fame and notoriety, who he is, the money he has, what it could do to change your lives, blah, 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 blah. But what ended up happening is this young woman spent five years of her life, 16, do the math, 16 for five years is 21 years old. She was with him from 16 to 21. She encountered abuse, sexual orgies, and then with an STD, and according to her book, allegedly, he caused her to have a miscarriage by beating her. As of late, our Kelly's ex-wife, Andrea, has been coming on TV. She was on The View last week talking about how she, why she came out sharing that our Kelly was indeed abusive to her. She said that she had came across a story of a young woman that shared her story and she said she described a circumstance that was so vivid that it pierced her soul. And she felt like she had to share a story with her about her marriage with R. Kelly because it would save someone's life. She said R. Kelly hogtied her, fell asleep beside her after beating her one night. He also beat her in the back of a Hummer and she thought that he, she was gonna die, that he was gonna leave her there. After reading this 95 page book, I learned in the book that R. Kelly had tendencies to do that with a lot of people who we felt extremely close to. This particular individual, he ended up tying her up. He ended up handcuffing her to a bed every day. I'm gonna share a personal story. I know what it's like to be arrested. I know what it's like to spend multiple days in jail, unfortunately. In my youth, I made bad choices. And when they take you to jail, they handcuff you and you have to ask permission for everything. And to be handcuffed and not be able to get up and freely and do something as simple as use the bathroom, that's very degrading. This woman said he had her handcuffed to bed every day for up to a year after she left him the first time. I'm sorry, the, the last time that was the time she wanted to leave him because he beat her so bad that time. And my whole thing is this, let's deal with fame. Shout out to, to Tasha K on YouTube, Unwind with Tasha K. I'm a big fan of her show. She did an expose with a young woman 
who contacted her and let her know that she had a sexual encounter with Waka Flocka and she had video footage and photos and presented this to Tasha Kay. Tasha Kay asked the woman if she was willing to come on camera and share her story. The woman went on camera, shared her story and said that she knew that he was married. She intentionally had sex with him and she did video post it and share it with the world. Those are the facts that I wanna point out. Okay. Tasha Kay's questions were, why did you do this knowing all of this? Was that your intention in the first place? Are you trying to come up? Because a statement had been made from her camp and that statement was, all of this could have been avoided if he would have just helped my cousin fix her car. Takes me back to young women, how are you being raised? Because this young girl was obsessed with R. Kelly as a child. Now this young woman who has come out and made these allegations against Waka Flogger, it has not been confirmed, but I did see the interview where this woman who did the acts and what she said she did gave her story. So I saw her giving her story. So I know that what she spoke of, she spoke of in flesh. That being said, young women, why are you so starstruck by these men to where you're making bad decisions? You feel me? You're making bad decisions. What do you hope to gain from these people? The young woman was like, I just was obsessed with R. Kelly and I just was. And then I lived and learned and realized that I ruined my life. And now this young woman is like, I saw Waka Flocka and I fucked him and now I want the world to know. And then now I'm telling the whole world that I'm a married woman who is a potential prostitute because she says she receives money to entertain men. And you're telling the world this? This is how you want your fame? Okay. This is not right. I'm trying. Outrageous, you're a woman. What do you think? Girl. I got it. You said a lot. And I'm going to start. Go it. I'm going to nope. start. No, did. No, I'm just kidding. With this girl. What's her name? The she girl. doesn't give which one? Oh, Daddy's Little Girl. I'm going to start with Daddy's Little Girl. That's her name, her pen name. How many times? I didn't read the book. I read it in one day. One day. It's vivid. I have to say. You can't. You. Girl, you can say it. You don't even know where to start. I understand. Me either. But I knew where to start was with the first page because I've been following R. Kelly's whole scandal. We Which listened to that admit song and nigga, you didn't admit I'm shit. Before I respond, I want to say to the viewers and to this girl and to anyone that was in a relationship, quote unquote, fucked up situation. I'm a woman and I have feelings and I do empathize with somebody that is really a victim. Absolutely. I do. Oh, disclosure. In the book, she tells everyone that she no, in no way is playing the victim, but she says she had to share her story to cleanse her soul because she's now been saved, she found God, of course. Jesus is always in these stories. Everybody finds Jesus after they get home. Looking. So, you go out looking for these I'm things. not trying to be mean about it. It's just true. I'm not. I've never I'm been gonna gonna say this. I was a whole, <laughs> I was a whole that found Jesus. I was a whole that found Jesus. Maybe that's why I was drawn to her story. But I was also All a smart I was a smart hoe. I didn't do it for very long and I saved my money and invested it into shit. The first time, True. the first time, yeah. I don't give a fuck how much money. See, what happens is first off, first to begin, fuck R. Kelly. Absolutely, all capitals. After reading that book, fuck Not R. Kelly. Not fuck R. Kelly because of anything that anybody 
that he victimized. Yeah, I read a book. I've heard enough stories to resonate in my series. That is a hard fuck you for R. Kelly for me. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> Kelly because you stupid motherfucker. You. You gotta be the dumbest. You simple. Kelly, hey, he said a, he can't read, so no. Really he, the man said he couldn't read, but the man had his. The the book is this in the voice of the young lady. She describes the book from the perspective as she felt like a sex slave that got turned out and became so addicted to slate to sex because of how much sex they were having. And I was reading this book and I was like, damn, everything in his songs are true. And she even had the audacity to name every chapter after one of the songs that he has. So for all you R. Kelly fans, there's one chapter per, there's a chapter for a lot of songs of his describing her life instances in five years. It's quite disturbing. It's disturbing. Yes, it is. And she's, it is. Disturbing. And she's fucking stupid. It's disturbing. He's a fucking monster. And she's a fucking idiot. And every person, and I'm going to tell you why. If you let somebody because of, I don't give a, you've been, you had crushed on somebody before. You love somebody. You're in love, right? And if this motherfucker one day woke up and decided to cuff you to some shit and leave you there for a while. Baby. For a while. Baby, baby, I'm talking about for a while, like real crap. A while, I've been incarcerated for a while, so I know what it's like to really be locked up for real for a while, but with some freedom, but not just handcuffed for a long time for a while to some shit, and you can't do shit. Yeah, what were you thinking when he let you go? She left as soon as he uncuffed her. And what he went out. Because he did this how many times? Well, the cuffing situation outside of her sexual experiences, because they were wild and crazy, happened like the this. time she left after he beat her. He beat her severely. And that's when she decided she was going to leave. And he would leave her for days. He turned her all the way out and gave her herpes and said, you said you wanted to love me and, and accept everything that comes with me. So she was Deal in with love it. with him. Like Quote from the book. In love with she him. was in love with him because she met him at 16. Do you see what my problem is with this? Do you see, as a woman, what my problem is with this? It, which is why I'm addressing this. I'm addressing this because you have women. Because R. Kelly, we're not talking about R. Kelly in the past tense. Wait, but as a man, her slavery seems to have been a choice. It was a choice. And she says that in the book, she keeps saying, I don't know why I was so dumb. I don't know why I stayed. And this is so why I'm talking about this. I wouldn't talk about this, this because- then... you, Because he's still alive. R. Kelly's alive. Yes. And I just need to pinpoint a couple of things. He beat her severely. He beat her severely. One time, she thought she no, was gonna- No, multiple times he beat her severely. Okay, the last so time I he beat her, they, she miscarried their baby. So now I ask you again, as a woman, why is R. Kelly alive? I wouldn't kill anybody. I wouldn't wish death on anybody. That's something heavy to hold on your soul for the rest of your life. I wouldn't want that for anybody. That's like, not what I mean. I mean, like, so she- he did such, you, you've been in love. You stay with a person because you love them. You care for them. You want to be with them, but he was beating you up. What were yeah. you doing? What I'm were you doing when he almost beat you to death where you were lifeless and you couldn't move? Well, let me tell you, let me tell you, let Multiple me address that. Times. Let me address that. The book talks about it. So this young girl wasn't a type of young girl. She was a fighter. He tried to put her in a house with his other girls and put her in that bracket i'm cool for now baby he tried to put in that bracket she fought him and she showed herself to be a bad example in front of the other girls because she showed that she defied him but he was in love with her because he took her virginity and she did everything that he asked for her sexually and when you're young and you're sexually exploring yourself she had like a whole fucking 50 shades of gray story she had a whole fucking 256 shades of gray story i've never seen that movie let me tell you something 
She started with him when she was 16. And this is my problem. This is my problem. You know what he is? He's a fucking... He's... He, well, let me tell you something. In the book, she says that he always said to her, he's fucked up, he's fucked up. But this is what I want to say to women. This is the third time I'm saying the last. Women, this is what I want to say to you. Stop clout chasing. I'm sorry. Stop clout chasing and work on your character. Develop yourself as a person. Find your confidence as a woman. And then explore things that adults do. Because if you don't know who you are, you're going to be in a position to allow someone else to tell you whether you're with a man or whether you're with a woman or whether you're bisexual or you're, you know, pansexual. You still have, I have to say something. I'm sorry, sister. You still have to take responsibility for your education as a person on this planet. This young woman, the, the one, the two questions that kept ringing in my mind as I was reading this is, where were her parents? Where were her parents? She had a grandmother that raised her. She said she never knew her parents. Her grandparents raised her. Her grandfather died early. Her grandmother raised her. She never told her grandmother the truth about things. She was influenced by her cousins. We all, excuse me, we all have cousins that have influenced us, not for the best. You need to not accept that. And I know not everybody has a perfect life. Not everybody has a mom and a dad, but there are people in your life that love you enough and they have been through experiences where you can go to them, be honest and allow them to help you make a U-turn because her grandmother could have saved her like three or four times and she did not tell the truth. So once again, you said she made the choice. She made bad choices. She says that in the book. But young women, when you clout chase and you see a man who has money, whether he's famous or infamous or not famous at all, understand that you are not for sale. But when you present yourself to be for sale, you're going to go through a lot of trading. Treated her. And trading comes with more than just moving yourself. It comes with choices. And, Slavery was a and, choice. Yep. And, and your body. No, but no, 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 no. no. Fuck Kanye and that car. I'm just stirring the pot. I'm just, yes, of course. But I'm just saying that. See, here's this young woman. Somebody this young woman, this young woman <laughs> met Waka Flocka at a hotel. <laughs> doing things that she was doing and she met him and she knew and they kept saying, saying Tasha Case kept asking her but when you went to his room you didn't think this was going to transpire and she was like no I didn't think it was going to transpire but when I got in there and he started rubbing on me from that minute I knew that what was going on so why didn't you leave at that moment you know you're dealing with a married man you know you are married Waka. why are you doing this you see what I'm saying and then why did you have the audacity to film it and then bring it to our attention the same reason why that bitch had that baby by Kurt. The same reason why you want to know something. This brings me to this. It is, easy, it is really easy for women to be manipulated. Mm, I don't is. know why, but for some women, it is very a, major, a vast majority. It's very easy for them to be manipulated and overtaken by a man. Yeah. Mentally, emotionally. The fame and the money gives the money, that more. Don't even if they don't have anything. Something about being with that man makes them feel a certain kind of way. Like I'm watching right now, Tierra Marie. This fucking girl is crazy. You, she fucking met a whole polygamist, right? <laughs> no. I'm serious. Yes, you know, I know. You find out he gets mad when you don't want to be a part of it. He releases a sex tape on you. And you tell the whole world you're going to file a lawsuit on this man. And then you go and still fuck with this man on camera while you're filming a fucking I'm going to smack this bitch. She picked up a shoe. Outrageous just picked up a shoe. Did you just take your shoe off? <laughs> because her mother could be doing this. Because, Fact. bitch, there's no reason why this man humiliates you. Have a career that you are trying to uphold. I thought, we are your parents. About the R. Kelly, like you said, we're then, your parents. Question number one. And these bitches are being taught 
to be exactly what they are. They're being taught to be weak. They're being taught to be um, submissive to simple-minded men, to men that want to control them. This man looked at her and told her, I, I build women up. No, he said, I invest in women. I invest in women. And I quote. I invest in them. He said, didn't I make you better? You was broken when I met you. He did say that. He did say that. Creative. Do you watch Love and Hip Hop? Did you see that shit? Hell no. And the bitch nodded her head in agreement. She nodded her head in agreement with this shit. But she looked at him like, no, you did not just say that on camera. But then for me, at first I felt bad for her. Like, oh shit. And then I was like, this bitch is stupid. And then I went back to feeling bad for her. She's really fucked up. Girl. He really has her head fucked up. I've seen people, he don't have shit. He ain't nobody. Who the fuck is he? He Which has brings nothing. me to the closing of this episode because that's the whole point. It's like, people, we want fame. We want to be put in these positions to be admired. There's going to be things required of us. You want to be the world boxing champion, UFC champion? You're going to have to endure the fuckery because there's always going to be someone trying to bring something into your life that doesn't belong. As a woman, you don't feel secure within yourself. You don't have the influence of your parents and you don't have self-confidence or someone to mentor you and show you the way. Then you need to stay at a certain realms because fame of a man and money and using your body is not always going to work. No. If you're someone with mental illness like Kanye West, I recommend you find out how cannabis works with your endocannabinoid system. <laughs> Partake of cannabis frequently if you don't like those psychoactive drugs, but you can't go out saying things, especially if you're one person who has a lot of money and influence, there's only so much that people can protect you from. Just remember though, Malcolm X said some things. Always. Martin Luther King said Always, some but things. They weren't Marcus Ill. Garvey they weren't said Ill. some things, but they That's are no longer here. Bob Marley said some things, but they are no longer here. He's saying some things, but he's still here. Exactly. So he's what questions should we ask and when will answers be received? Let's put it this way. We're talking about hot topics because these people are doing things to make us talk about them. If you don't want what you're doing to be publicized, don't do those things. Find out other ways to exist. If you want to be about that life, please do it silently because if it's allowed to have light shined upon it, you're going to be misleading a lot of people and that's a lot of weight to have on your soul. And the more bad things you do, the more guilt you feel and the more susceptible you are to vices that are going to you know, subside those voices or take away those voices. And that's not what we want for you. So as you're looking at these hot topics, Instead of judging these people, find yourself in the circumstance, find where you need to correct yourself and move on with your life and be a better person in society so we don't keep duplicating this bullshit. That young girl who put out her story could have saved a few girls. And we have this one girl coming out, putting out her story about sleeping with a married man who's very well known and respected. And she's getting a lot of attention from this, but it's not gonna lead to good for her. And God knows what else she'd done because she kept saying in the video, yeah, I don't know who else I've messed with, but he pays me enough for me not to say nothing, allegedly. What if she actually put out a book that had nothing to do with that? If she did like this girl did, she's, listen, people make better choices so that you don't become a hot topic. <laughs> You're listening to Cannabis and Chardonnay. Join us at uh, CannabisandChardonnay.com. Subscribe. If you support and love what you listen to, we would love you to subscribe to one of the memberships. There's three of them, 99 cents, $4 a month, or even $9 a month. We would appreciate your support. Creative, tell the people how they can keep in touch, bro. Thecreativebully.com. I'll see you guys soon. Outrageous. We're so glad you're back in the mix. Tell them how they can keep up in touch with your boo. You can find me on Facebook or OutrageousThoughtsAndQuestions.com at Petty Politics. I'm always there. Case stylist, thank you for rocking and don't stopping in every week. <laughs> How can people find you? Find me at TwoStylist.com. Cool. 
And I'm your girl, Sin, aka She is New Day. She is newday.com. Join me. The Get It Done movie trailer is coming up the first week of November. So, November, the first week of November, you can expect to see my trailer for my short film, Get It Done. If you haven't purchased the EP, purchase the EP, Get It Done on sheisnewday.com. All right, guys, have a great night, and we'll see you next week. Peace, peace, peace. Loved it. <laughs>